The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thank you all very much for listening, and we appreciate all of our sponsors out there. Uh, Bubba, have you ever heard this statement while you're in your office meeting with people? Preparing for the worst just opens the door for bad things to happen. <laughs> um, I don't know that I've heard it put exactly that way. Yeah, when you're talking to somebody yeah. about doing their will. Well, right? it, that's where I was going with it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people don't typically want to, to think or talk about a will because mm-hmm. uh, they have to address their mor- uh, morbidity, right? Mm-hmm. When are they going to die? Mm-hmm. And nobody likes talking about mm-hmm. that. No. No. I, you know, I guess I would combat that and say, wouldn't you rather talk about it now and make some decisions on your own rather than having a court decide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on one hand, you got people who make those kinds of statements mm-hmm. where it's almost on the negative side. You know, I, I, I don't want to talk about bad things. I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to open up Pandora's box. I just yeah. don't need anything else bad to happen to me. So mm-hmm. don't make me talk about something bad. Or get my mind there. There are other people that just say, just think positive and everything's going to turn out fine. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, positive thinkers are really welcome. Right. Especially during tough times. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, me. Yeah, I like my little pity party mm-hmm. or I like for you to leave me alone. Or, you know, I, I'm, I'm in here in reality and there you are in la-la land. Sure. Okay. But I think both of them are examples of financial denial. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, and, and I'll say that um, I, we, we have our counselor on, Cassandra, all the time. Um, here's our therapist, and we're not going to go there too deep into that today. But I do want to talk about how that denial uh, in a financial situation is really avoiding reality of something that uh, you just don't want to have anxiety about. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to deny it. Yep. I'm going to deny that my car needs the oil changed. I see that light. But, you know, it's going to cost me somewhere between $20 and $100, depending on which filter needs to be changed and do I need to rotate my tires and... I don't have that money right now, and I don't have the time, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to avoid it and not address it. So what happens? Well, you avoid it, you keep avoiding it, and then all of a sudden you've got a blown-up engine in your car. And it was a bigger problem mm-hmm. than the little light was two months ago. That's right. So does denial Financial denial, uh, trying to avoid the anxiety, actually bring me more trouble? I, I think in instances it, it very easily could. Right. Very easily could. You know, so there, there are some times when, uh, 
maybe denial or I don't want to call it denial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but times when no action is probably the right action. Okay. But then there are other times when action is needed. Okay. So is no action actually an action? And no action is an action. It's an actually a decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, you hear a sound outside your house, you make a decision. Mm-hmm. Am I going outside to investigate or am I staying in here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Staying in here is not taking any action. That's right. Well, but it is. It is a decision. Mm-hmm. So we think we're avoiding things, but we're actually making decisions related to them. This may be a bad example. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other uh, night, uh, we didn't have tornado sirens go off, but we had a pretty big storm come through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It woke me up, which doesn't normally happen with storms, but this one was loud and it woke me up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I guess there's a storm. I'll roll over and go back to sleep. Okay. You know? Right. Right. In the past, I've heard sirens go off, meaning that there are tornadoes in the area. Mm-hmm. And I typically don't get up and go to the hallway. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, let's say in some of these uh, decisions that we make where we take no action, sometimes there's, there are consequences to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all are aware that there are consequences to me doing the wrong thing, taking an action. Mm-hmm. But there are also consequences, possibly, of not doing something. That's right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and on the financial side, there are many decisions I could make that either I'm avoiding or I'm denying or I'm afraid of the anxiety or I just don't do that can cost me. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about budgeting. We had a conversation yesterday with a young guy. Right. And he was saying, you know, early on in my marriage, we didn't really have a budget going on and, and my wife wanted to spend everything and I wanted to save mm-hmm. everything. We weren't, we didn't do well. Yeah. But when we put it on paper and she saw, hey, here's $300 a month you mm-hmm. can spend and I'm not going to say anything about it. Right. Was that freeing to her? Uh, I, I would say it was, but more importantly, they opened up the line of communication mm-hmm. uh, between them and and found a compromise or a workable solution for them mm-hmm. uh, that ended well in the long run. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, probably not just only prevented financial problems mm-hmm. and getting behind on bills, but it probably also prevented some interpersonal problems. Right. There. By opening up the line, uh, by taking mm-hmm. an action, which means we got to talk about this. Yeah. Um, and talking about it really didn't make it worse like that earlier statement we had where it says, you know, I don't want to talk about bad things because mm-hmm. you can open Pandora's box. Actually talking about it can be freeing and give you an opportunity to answer some things mm-hmm. and not make things worse. Correct. So what I want to talk about today is what are the major things that we think we as Americans are avoiding financially? What are the what are the things that you know? I, I probably know I'm supposed to do. Grandma said I needed to do that. My husband keeps telling me I need to do that. My wife, I just keeps uh-huh. on me about this. I do have children, so I need to be preparing somehow for college. I I, I want to move from rent to own. I need to be taking. Some action. I need to pay off all this crap. Uh-huh. 
I need to start that 401k. That's free money, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we're going to talk about the things that we're avoiding and the things that we're denying and how to address that and maybe keep yourself out of a state of anxiety here from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Here at the Advisors Roundtable, we're glad you join us. Uh, Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors uh, uh, having some discussion with you about the things we deny and avoid financially. So if you heard this statement, Bubba, um, I just don't open those statements. I hear that regularly. Okay. Um, and I, I don't understand why. Mm -hmm. um, now, for some individuals, I'd say this. Uh, they've got a level of uh, confidence and trust in us mm -hmm. that they know that, you know, we're kind of taking care of everything. So, so many of them say, you know what? I don't have to worry about this because I got Greg and Bubba doing it. All right. So you're talking about like investment statements. Investment statements. Right. Yep. And uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we talked about mm -hmm. how that maybe the smart thing in some situations mm -hmm. is to do nothing. Right. And you're, a, you're concerned that if you open that thing and the mm -hmm. stock market's gone down 10% this quarter, that it'll freak you out and mm -hmm. you'll do something. Right. And you're committed to this plan. Mm-hmm. And this allocation, and you just need to hang in there. Some people, I guess they do not yeah. open their statements. Uh -huh. How about a credit card statement, though? Credit card statement, I think that you need to open those. So what does it say if I'm you know, in enough denial that I'm not opening statements? Whether it's a credit uh -huh. card statement or an investment statement. What's that saying about me and, and where I am psychologically and what my experience level has done to me so far and my anxiety? What's happening? Well, I, I would say it, it's probably one of two things, right? You're so wealthy that you don't even care what, what the credit card statement comes in, right? I saw a television yeah. show the other night. It's called The Old Man. Mm -hmm. And the guy's explaining to this woman about she needs to go have this conversation with a guy. Mm -hmm. And she turns around to go have the conversation. And then she comes back to the car. And she says, yeah, but we're going to talk about big money situation here. Mm -hmm. And I'm dressed like this. He said, rich people don't explain anything. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So maybe you're right, Bubba. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people are just so doggone wealthy they don't know. But, it, but but I don't think that they got to be wealthy, no. you know, to that degree no. by not looking at their credit start, no. card statements. No, yeah. no, I think we're being facetious. Maybe here. if they got uh, their wealth the old-fashioned way and inherited it, <laughs> maybe then they don't really care. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, statistics tell us that, that uh, you know, those of us who aren't wealthy, uh, in, in our resentment, we think everybody who's rich inherited it. Yeah. But statistics tell us, like, less than... 10% That's right. of the people who are presently wealthy mm -hmm. inherited. That's right. Um, but, you know, for those of us who haven't made it yet, we mm -hmm. it's a good way to justify the reason I'm not there. Exactly. My mama didn't leave me yeah. a whole lot. All right. So uh, people who aren't opening their statements, number one, I guess they're so wealthy. Mm -hmm. You said there are a couple options. Yeah. Number one, they're so wealthy that it's just going to be taken care of by the accountant. And so they don't open on the other hand, you know, you look at the the reverse opposite of that. Maybe they don't have anywhere near enough to make the payments or or um, or pay off their credit card uh, bill, mm -hmm. um, and that you know, like an ostrich does sometimes, it sticks its head in the sand. You know, they just don't look at it. 
Yeah, and that's probably closer to mm-hmm. the majority of people who are avoiding their statement. That's yeah. probably a closer description mm-hmm. that, hey, I know uh, pretty close to what I put on that credit card last month. I ain't got it in the bank. I don't have it, yeah. So I'm I'm just not going to open the statement. Now, does that give you a little relief for a day or two, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I think it probably builds more anticipation than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you think it's going to be $1,200, and then you don't remember, oh, yeah, my spouse has one of those cards, mm-hmm. too. You probably need to know that it's $1,800. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm avoiding because I don't have it, all right? But it's not going to just go away. It's not going to go away. Because I've avoided it. So let's take that situation. What's a body to do? What should they do? Well, so at a, at a bare minimum, uh, make the minimum payment due. Okay. Right? Uh, because not doing anything or not making the minimum payment, you're going to have it negatively negatively reflected on your credit report, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, late fees, penalties, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've said it I don't know how many times on this show. Uh, if you're in a hole, quit digging. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So opening the statement. Mm-hmm. Let's go past that. We've talked about it, and we're telling you open the statement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so opening a statement is going to do two or three things for you. First of all, you get the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You thought it was going to be 12, but it's actually 18 because the spouse put a mm-hmm. little on there too. And oh, by the way, last month you didn't make that payment either. So it's really 18. It's going to give you the, the true picture. Okay, Right. And that will hopefully encourage you to quit digging. Mm-hmm. Don't put any more on it. Okay. The other thing it's going to do, it's going to give you that number that you alluded to. What's the minimum? Mm-hmm. At least to get myself through this month and help me address this a little bit. What's that minimum? You don't know what the minimum number is if right. you ain't open the statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know. You don't know that they only are requiring you $175. Right. Now, that sounds like a whole lot of money, but it's not as much as $1,800. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, knowing what the whole picture is gives you something to plan against. Right. All right. So let's say that Phil walks in and says, hey, guys, let's go to California. Now, a couple of us may have been to California before, but some of us haven't. And in our head, we're thinking, okay, when I look at the map, right here is the middle of the country Mm -hmm. close to the Mississippi River where I am. And on the California is way over there on that left side over there, and I'm going to have to go through six or eight states to get there. What is it? 1,500, 1,800 miles? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's 2100 to the northern part of right. California where he wants to go. Yeah. But unless we really plan mm-hmm. and we really know what we're up against, we may not budget enough for this trip. That's right. You know how much gas is these days? I, I, I mean, not only budgeting from the cost perspective, what about the time perspective? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to spend three days in a car just to get to a place. Just to get there. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get there, and you're going to see this Aquarius, and you're going to turn around and come back? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you want to go see the coast. And mm-hmm. Maybe you want to drive through Hollywood. Well, there's another two or three or four days. Yeah. Have you ever, you know, the wine country, you want to mm-hmm. go through there? Want to go through Napa Valley? 
want to see that? Well, I mean, while I'm out here and on the way back, let's stop by the Grand Canyon. Yeah. All that's extra time, right? Mm-hmm. And it's extra money. But if I don't really know the whole picture, are we going to enjoy ourselves? Are we going to be able to even get there? Are we going to be able to to deal with one another on the way? I mean, you know, you may be one of those guys that, you know, it's just pedal to the metal and you want uh-huh. to get there and you're, you, you'll you drive eight hours and you expect me to drive eight uh-huh. hours. Phil's one of these dudes, that, you know, he wants to pull in every state or two. Right. And, and take a load off. Him. Look at the world's largest ball of twine. Yeah. Maybe check into a hotel. Uh-huh. We haven't discussed any of that. Yep. We don't know what we're up against. Same thing is true with this credit card statement. We got to know what we're up mm-hmm. against. Does that knowing what you're up against does that bring anxiety sometimes? Yes. Eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Hundred and seventy-five dollars minimum. Twenty-one hundred miles to get to Northern California. Yeah, it could bring anxiety, but if I'm going to be adult about this, this adulting thing, I got to open the state. Mm-hmm. Gotta know the whole picture. So one thing we do is we, in our financial uh, dealings with folk, we see that they avoid the opening the statement thing. All right. Now I ask you, what's a body to do? A body is to open the statement. A body is to know the whole picture. A body is to know the numbers. Here's what an, another thing the body's got to do. We got to come up with this at least this hundred and seventy-five dollars. Well, I think even before that, I think you need to review your statement for accuracy. No. What if you've been a, a victim of credit card fraud? Hey. And that $1,800 bill really should be uh, $1,400, So right? some of that $1,800 may you not see be some, mine? Right. You might see some fraudulent activity on there. Then that needs to be reported, I think, um, you know, first and foremost. Now, it's unlikely, mm-hmm. right? But it has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's happened to me. I thought it probably happened to a, a number of folks out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a situation, local mm-hmm. restaurant one time. I don't think they intended to do this. But uh, we went in. We had dinner. Uh, I put my credit card down. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it got run twice. Yeah. Okay. I went back. The guy was very apologetic. He made up mm-hmm. for it, you know. And, you know, he blamed it on training. He blamed it on technology, whatever. Yeah. But if I hadn't looked. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's $66. Sure. That could have been, you know, mm-hmm. my responsibility to pay if I had. So you bring up a good, really good point. Yeah. Check it for accuracy. The next thing is you got to come up with a plan. Of, on that minimum payment. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean overtime? Does no, that, that mean? means that month. Ooh. Minimum payment. Ooh. Yeah. Before the due date. No. Yeah. And you need to know what the due date is. Mm-hmm. Opening the statement will give you that idea about what that grace period is between the statement date and the due date. You, you need to know all of this information. Is information power? It is. Especially when it comes to your money. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this adulting thing, and we're going to talk about all of this that we're going through here. And why are we doing it in the first place? From the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us at the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you. 
right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about, uh, you know, adulting and, and, and not avoiding and not being in t- denial, and you ought to open your statements. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when we work through all that opening the statement, what the opening the statement, say a credit card statement, does to you is it see you see the balance and you see the grace period and you see the minimum payment and you see know what you need to come up with and you you having to deal with all this. I mean, it's understandable why some people get anxiety mm-hmm. over this, and it's understandable that this sounds like a whole lot going on with one piece of mail. Mm-hmm. Okay. You haven't even looked at your electricity bill yet. Right. You haven't even thought about the insurance deductible. And with the temperature the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and oh, by the way, a lot of people out there just then when you said that are reminded, mm. Mm, my HVAC system is about 12 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, maybe some of these folks have their electricity bill and water bill set up on auto payment from their credit card. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? maybe so. And yeah. maybe, uh, so then they've only got one thing that they don't have to look at. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's one way of yeah. dealing with it. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So there's a lot of thinking here. There's a lot of stuff going on here. This adulting, this financial responsibility is, is hard work. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing all that? And what's my plan for handling all this? I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I've got to go in and I've got to deal with those people and, and those fellow employees and those customers and answer those phones and that boss. And, you know, I only get 30 minutes for lunch. Other people get an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I have to work until 5 or 6. And then I come home and I got all these kids and I got this issue and I got this house and this mail comes in and I don't want to deal with it. And so. That's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? And how are we planning to handle that? Have you ever had a conversation with a kid who just recently got out of high school or college? And usually the conversation goes, well, what do you think you want to do? Rare instances, you know, some some kids will say, well, I want to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I want to be a policeman or I want to be a plumber, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, more often than not, though, they say, I don't know, I, I guess I'll go to college for a little while or maybe I'll get a job and go work somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And so you deal with the angst and the mm-hmm. anxiety of making that decision. Do I go to college? Do I go to work? And when I go to work, uh, how am I going to budget the money? And, and where am I going to live? All mm-hmm. these things are part of you being an adult in America. And do you get to 30 years old and you're in trouble? Mm-hmm. Or do you get to 30 years old and maybe you're beginning to work out a plan? Mm-hmm. And maybe you're starting to learn to deal with it. I would hope that it's before age 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would. So there are a lot of things going on in, in this household. There, there, there are a number of pieces of mail coming in every day that please do not avoid. You mm-hmm. need to know the whole picture. Now, being a responsible adult with my money, 
Is it all a negative experience, or is, is there the possibility of some positivity in here? I, I think there's. It's uh, chock full of possibility. Okay. Right. All right. Um, and and number one, first and for, foremost, the the one that comes to my mind, and I think we've talked about it on the show before, is the story of the Good Samaritan. Okay. Right, you, mm-hmm. you've got the guy who's beat up on the side of the road, and the first two fellows walk by him, and mm-hmm. finally the good guy comes along and says, "Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna help this guy out. I'm gonna put him up in in a hotel, and you know, feed him, take care of him, all this kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, is is it because the first two folks didn't have the resources to help him? Oh, and oh. the Samaritan did. Oh. So I, you know, I look at it from that standpoint, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> What can you do or what can you make your, your money do uh, for you and or for others? Okay. Right? All right. Yeah. Because this money d- discussion is not just about, oh, we got to make everybody rich. Mm-hmm. First of all, we got to help everybody live. Yeah. Huh? Just get through the angst of all mm-hmm. these things we've just talked about that are bombarding you. Also help somebody else out Mm -hmm. right and be aware that if i come across somebody maybe i have the resources to be able to do that be outside myself is that beyond the comprehension of some of us that we can actually have the resources to help somebody else because i'm so caught up in my life and my story i think for many many folks uh they're they're caught up in in their own life and their own story Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, once, once you reach a point where you've got some extra dollars, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you know, you give a little extra money to the church or you, you see an individual that's going to college and needs a little help paying their tuition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're bettering themselves. Yeah. Right. Right. And if you, if it makes you feel good to help them out, mm-hmm. maybe one day they'll remember that kindness and pass it on to somebody else. So this denial that I said that we were in sometimes is, yes, on the negative side, but on the uh, positive side, maybe I'm denying that I mm-hmm. have this possibility That's right. of actually mm-hmm. living outside myself, sure. of helping somebody else. I can deny my good capabilities mm-hmm. because I get so caught in the cloud of trying to keep up with where I am. Now, so two or three things I want to talk about that will keep us from being there. First of all, don't avoid anymore. Mm-hmm. You need to know the whole picture. Open the bills. Lay them out there. Let's run the numbers. If you need somebody to help you do that, find somebody to do that. Many churches, many charities have groups that will mm-hmm. help you. There are lots of financial advisors. Maybe maybe even your accountant needs to do some pro bono mm-hmm. hours, whatever. But, but don't avoid any more. Right. All right. The next thing is to see the, the possibility of what living mm-hmm. like this for a few years can afford you. Sure. You don't have to live like this forever. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right? You can actually have something to show. Put a little money in the 401k. Be able to afford some life insurance. Be able to put a, money, a little money aside so that you can take a weekend trip. Mm-hmm. That, that can be done, but I need to start with not avoiding uh, and, and living in denial mm-hmm. where I am now. Right. Second thing. I need to get real with the numbers. Uh-huh. Hmm? Are numbers intimidating? 
They can be. You know, I've got, a lot of times people um, see a number, and then even if they see a number with a letter attached to it or a plus <laughs> sign or a, a multiplication sign, they turn their brain off. Shut down, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Is it because maybe they have a bad memory of seventh grade algebra or something? Could be. Uh, yeah, you know, it could be a number of reasons, um, but I don't think it's the right reaction. No, it's not. Uh, we need to know the whole story, and so we just don't need to avoid. Mm-hmm. We need to be adults about this and realize and see where we are. And there are a number of people out there who would be interested in helping you mm-hmm. dig out of this. Don't we like success stories? I love them. Uh, in fact, I, I was having a conversation last night with, with a friend of mine, and uh, you know, not, not relaying any information about who these individuals were, but uh, talking about the success stories that, that we've had with them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you would think to yourself, uh, one in particular here uh, that I'm thinking of uh, was an individual that, uh, that I've known for a long, long time, always struggled financially, seemed to always be behind on, uh, on you know, finance charges and credit cards and quick cash loans and all these kind of things, mm-hmm. did not have a great amount of income mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and over the period of time and, and, and course of time, mm-hmm. this individual has paid those debts off, has money saved up in a 401k and a, an emergency fund. <laughs> And I, you know, it's not a great amount of money, right? Because the income is still not there, but still to, to come out of that hole, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this individual probably makes $35,000 a year, Okay, which is, it is not a lot, you know, when you're uh, trying to raise a family, trying to raise a family. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's one of those, uh, victory moments Mm -hmm. when you want to, you know, paint your face half blue and, (laughs) and, and yell freedom, (laughs) you know, and you're so happy for them Mm -hmm. because they've got a couple thousand dollars saved up in an emergency fund and a couple thousand dollars in a 401k. And that's how you feel about it. Yeah. Tell me about how they feel. how they feel about it. And mm. they walk around with a pep in their step now, like, hey, you know, I got I got the world conquered. Yes, at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, I did this, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, you don't walk with so much fear when when you don't have the the savings, mm-hmm. and when you haven't put money in the four hundred one k. In the back of your mind, you're always worried, I'm going to have a blowout of my tire. Yep. And I don't have the money for mm-hmm. that. Or I'm going to turn 65 one day, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford that either. And so there's, there's this uh, almost this cloud that you're walking around with that you don't really realize you yep. are because you're not confident mm-hmm. about what's going to come next. So we're going to take another break of the Advisors Roundtable. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do you get that confidence and it not be cocky Mm -hmm. from the point of view of the Advisors Roundtable on Supertech. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Supertalk Radio. So Bubba, we've been talking um, uh, about really getting real about our finances. And and, uh, in order for me to be real, I need to get past denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to open the credit card statements. Hmm? 
I need to know how much I owe. Um, I need to know about the overspending of my spouse. Mm -hmm. You need to look at your overspending. I need to know that I haven't saved anything in Mm -hmm. years. I need, you know, this getting real with with ourselves, we always say that that's Mm -hmm. the very first step in being able to build something financially. But, you know, I have to get real with myself and get past the denial and get past the avoidance Mm -hmm. and... And all that that sort of stuff. Is that an easy transition to make if you've always lived the other way? No, no. Uh, so that's uh, the exact opposite of the way you've been living, right? Mm. Um, why is it? Why is it so hard to break bad habits? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. whatever that chewing your fingernails—it's right. a bad habit, right? Right. right. Um, yeah. Whatever it may be. Changing a habit is one of the most difficult things that you can do. So I was talking to Cassandra the mm-hmm. other day, uh, and she, you know, is kind of our resident therapist mm-hmm. here on the advisors round table, and and she was talking to me that you know some people that they, they they shut down and anxiety uh, makes them live a life of avoidance. Mm-hmm. Basically, they'd rather take a nap than address a problem. Yeah sort of thing and there are diagnoses for mm-hmm. that and there's medication and all that stuff she said one of the things she tries to get people to do is start early in the morning with a victory mm-hmm. and the very first one you can start with is making your bed yeah if you will just make your bed mm-hmm. like studies show that then you feel like mm-hmm. you have accomplished something and you can do this and you can address this life thing and then you can take a shower. Mm-hmm. Great. That's two victories. And you can brush your teeth and brush your hair. Mm-hmm. There's four victories. And, you know, you you can actually get to work on time. Yeah. There's five, you know. And over a, 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 a two or three hours Yeah. in the morning. You do that at 7.30 when you get to work, you're going to be like, man, I'm a winner. Things are going to change for me today. Yep. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And it gives you a better shot at handling your finances. Mm-hmm. Because handling your finances, to a certain extent, is a chore. Right. Isn't it? You know? Knowing how much you're going to have coming in, which helps you determine about how much you're going to have going out. Mm-hmm. Controlling decisions because you see a better alternative. I'll give you an example of that. You know, all the friends... That work or going to go out to lunch well that's okay once or twice every now and Mm -hmm. then but if you're behind on your bills you may need to bring the peanut butter sandwich yeah but you feel like a failure and you feel alone how do you address that you're trying to address this financial Mm -hmm. issue but you want to be with the guys bubba huh well, you go be with the guys, you got to whip out the credit card. Mm-hmm. And you said, I need to quit digging the hole. Quit digging the hole. Is that digging the hole? It is. Yeah. But this other thing over here doesn't look appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look appealing, me sitting in the break room by myself when all the rest of you went out for Mexican. Yeah. Huh? Uh, do I have to make some decisions sometimes that are not necessarily easy and are uncomfortable. Yes. 
Repeat that again. Sometimes you need to make some some decisions that are uneasy and uncomfortable. I do. Yeah. But when I do, that's where success comes from. Uh Pick your favorite team. I don't care if it's Major League Baseball or the NBA or the NFL or a college team or your kid's T-ball team. Uh Pick your favorite team. They get better by what? Practice. Mm Mm-hmm. And what does practice take? Showing up, uh-huh. putting forth the effort, paying attention, getting better. That's really what we're talking about here related to our uh-huh. finances. You know, showing up, showing up to work, paying attention. How much am I spending? Uh-huh. How much am I bringing in? I need the bring in to be more than the spending. You think very many people that you sit down with and talk to about budgeting have really ever done the simple math of it? Many have not. Many of them just have a, uh, a general idea in their head mm. of what they have coming in and going out. Mm. And they, they normally think that, ju- you know, well, I, I guess I'm putting a little bit of money in my 401k and, you know, I'm not late on any bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, and, and granted, you know, that's, that's pretty good, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's not fully informed. Okay. How is it not fully informed? Well, you don't know exactly what you have coming in. You don't know exactly what you have going out. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at and reviewing your credit card statements probably as you should or your bank statements as you should. And if you're in this situation, you ain't rich. Right. Because you said the first mm-hmm. alternative was you're rich and you don't yeah. have to keep up with the numbers. Mm-hmm. But if you're not rich yet, yeah. is it to my advantage to keep up with the numbers? Absolutely. So how much do I have coming in net? Mm -hmm. How much do I bring home? Okay. And how much do I have going out? All of it, Mm -hmm. including what I'm sneaking here and there from my spouse. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. How much is going out here? And is there a negative number at the end or is there a positive number? Here's something that amazes me when we have this discussion with people. We actually go through this this exercise. Many times you get to the end of it. This is what you have coming in, Phil. Phil, you got $2,500 a month, all total, coming in. Mm -hmm. And I've run the numbers. I've looked at your checkbook. I've looked at your credit card statement. I've seen your ATM receipts. On average, you only got $1,800 going out. You ought to be stacking up $700 a Mm -hmm. month. But he says he's not. Yeah. Where's that $700? Does money disappear sometimes? (laughs) Uh, Like sands through the hourglass. (laughs) These are the days of our lives, right? Where could he be spending $700? Where could it be going? Well, he he might be using cash and going to to lunch with his buddies. Mm. Yeah. Stopping by the convenience mm-hmm. store on the way to work, picking up, you know, some King Don's and mm-hmm. a, a chocolate milk. And, yeah. and he didn't tell you about that, or he's not accounting mm-hmm. for that. He doesn't want. Now, if we do account for just about every dollar here, does this seem oppressive and controlling? It, it could come across that way. Okay. Very easily come across that way. All right. I I don't necessarily look at it from that aspect. Okay. So I look at it from the, the aspect of what are my long-term goals 
and how am I going to get there? Mm. You know, uh, I think my grandfather used to, to tell me all the time, you know, watch out for your pennies and the mm-hmm. dollars will take care mm-hmm. of themselves. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I ask you if, if, if making a budget and watching out mm-hmm. for your dollars and your pennies is oppressive and controlling. Let me ask you this question. Is your coach being oppressive and controlling when they tell you to run the laps? <laughs> when they tell you to practice the plays? Mm-hmm. When they tell you to listen? Do they want you to get better? Uh, yeah. So I think we need, sometimes it's almost like a pep talk in the, in the locker room. Sometimes we need a pep talk that says that, you know, this is not oppressive and controlling. Mm-hmm. This is actually the direction you need to follow to, to be successful with your money. Because I go back to my question. What are you doing all this for anyway? Mm-hmm. Why are you getting up at 530 in the morning? Why are you dealing with those customers? Why are you dealing with that boss? What? Well, uh, why are you doing all this? I hope to have something to show at the end. Mm-hmm. I hope to have a little extra left over at the end of the week. I hope that you can maybe give some, like you said, with the Good Samaritan yeah. there. I hope that one of these days you can retire. I hope you can put your kids through college. I hope you can pay off that car mm-hmm. before it wears out. Yeah. And all of that is possible if I actually go through that exercise of knowing where my pennies and my dollars are and I don't deny it and I don't avoid it and I don't see it as oppressive and controlling. Because here at the Advisors Roundtable, we want you to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. We're putting in this time and trying to give you this advice and bring in these experts because we want you to have something to show for it. Yeah. And more people should have something to show for their lives. And when they answer that question, what am I doing all this for? Well, I'm doing it for the kids. I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for my future. I'm doing it to get out of debt. I'm doing it to breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it to help others. All from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.